0: on my heart if you got your Bibles turn with me to Daniel chapter 10 remember we've been talking about intercessor yep. remember we started talking about even last week even though we went in talking about false prophets it's still talking about intercessories. intercessor remember we talked about what John Wesley said it seems like God can do nothing unless somebody prays yeah. so we have to answer ourselves, why can't God do something you know if somebody doesn't pray, God's almighty God can do anything wants. doesn't the Bible say that God owns the, the hills the and the c- cattle on the hills and the hills underneath the cattle the fullness of the earth is the Lord's come on now so why can't God do everything that he wants to do and the only way he can do anything is if somebody prays why? well because you have to go back to the book of beginnings if I'm in your way, book of Genesis okay Remember when Adam was created, that Adam named every species after not not their species, after their kind. Come on. Oh, name now. after their kind. After the kind, he he named a donkey donkey, a horse horse after their kind. Now we know that there's a lot of different things that come out from a horse, but the main thing is after their kind. Okay.
1: You
0: know? No, not really. But well, that's on a different subject here there. What I'm trying to get across, when God, God made Adam, and he gave Adam dominion, and what he told Adam was, you have dominion over everything. You name the animals, whatever you name them, that's what they shall be. So basically, God gave Adam the control that he was the God of this world, right? Isn't that what yeah. Genesis talks about? Well, when Adam fell and ate of the tree of good, and knowledge, of good and evil and got kicked out of the garden, remember, who became the god of this world, then? Satan. The devil. Satan. You know, the accuser of the brother, whatever you want to call him. He became the god of this world. Well, God had to find a way to get the control back of this world, so he had to send his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that died, right? Remember when he rose, he said, I, he, he said, I rose, he says, I have the keys of hell and death. And he said, he didn't take them to heaven with him. He gave it back to the earth to who? Come on now. Oh. Us, his church. The ones that to be in, That's why we can sit in heavenly places where we sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That means the devil has no authority over us. Church. That's why if we resist the devil, he has to flee from us. <clears throat> the devil wants to keep you ignorant, because if in, in your ignorance, he knows you don't have no knowledge. But see, once you get knowledge. The, as you study the Word of God, as you stand upon the Word of God, as you confess the Word of God, all of a sudden you get a revelation knowledge that it isn't how many scriptures you know, it's how many scriptures that you can live by that you totally understand that when the enemy comes, the first thing you think about is what's God's Word saying. When the coronavirus happened, the Christian people should have been the first thing that should have came to their mind was, what does God's Word say about this? Come on now. Mm-hmm. And stand against it. Nope. This should have never been as bad as it is. Nope. But the church dropped the ball. Yep. Shame on us. God was trying to tell us five years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago, that this was coming. And none of us listened. None of us heeded to it. None of us cried out before God in repentance, laid before God. And prayed and intercede. That's what intercession is about. You take the place of another. Everybody's praying for this country. Well then let me tell you something. You're praying for this country. Quit bad mouthing the president. Come on now. That president is God in there. Whether you like it or not. Whether I like it or not. Doesn't matter. We are called to pray for him. You know whoever in the leadership position. Before you try to clean their house up. You better clean your own house up. Before you start putting your finger to somebody else. You better go back and look what Jesus said. Before you try to take the moat out of somebody else's eye. You better get the beam out of your own. Come on now. Amen. Boy this ain't good. This ain't going ever good. <laughs> no, I but you but you understand the saying. You need to realize. But listen. As a Christian you need to stand up. You need to speak up. You need to grab the devil by, the, by his throat. And draw him close and tell him what God's word says. I will not fear. Come on now. There's 365 times in the Old Testament. God told the children of Israel. Fear not. Nor be dismayed. For I am thy God. Where has been your God? Come on now. A lot of Christians don't like to hear this. But it's the truth. It hurts. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You don't like this program? Don't listen to it. Because you ain't ain't getting watered down stuff. You're going to get the truth. And it's going to hurt. Believe me, you're going to lay a lot of times like I do on your face before God, repenting. Asking God to forgive you. Because you see in yourself that you thought, oh, I've arrived in love. Then something happens that knocks your head back down to your feet. Makes you realize you haven't arrived in love. Anything outside of love is sin. Come on now. But if God... If, if John Wesley, what he said is true, Smith Wilber said it a different way. God will look over millions of people to get one person operating in faith. Well, if John Wesley's thing was right, if God can do nothing without somebody praying, then we had to find out the reason why we did because we found out Adam's treason gave Satan the God of this world. So we're, Satan has every right to be here. Come on now, but he doesn't have any right to be in your house, nor nor in your physical house, which is your body. Come on now, amen. 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 Everybody there, Daniel. I'm going to talk to you today, real quick, about dealing with strongholds. In Daniel chapter 10, see, we look in the book of Daniel. We read a passage of scriptures concerning intercession that will be a tremendous challenge to our prayer life if we fully grasp it in Daniel chapter 10 verse 2 and said they're begging yep. read it
1: in those days i daniel was mourning three full weeks i ate no pleasant food no meat no wine came into my mouth nor did i anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled do
0: you see mourning means he fasting was, he
1: was interceding.
0: He was fasting. He was interceding. So the scripture makes it clear that there are different ways to fast. You know, we're going to talk about having a fasted life and what it means to fast. Listen, if you go more than three days without fasting don't get your answer, you need to go back to eating because you're missing God. Because fasting does not change God, it changes you. Come on now. That's right. Fasting doesn't always mean total abs- abstinence from food. You can fast away soda. You can fast away chocolate. You can yeah. fast away uh, instead of mowing your grass. <laughs> uh, spend that hour that you spend on a rod and lawnmower in prayer. But listen, if you're going to fast, you better pray or don't fast. Because fasting and prayer go together. Come on now, say so amen. Amen. Notice Daniel said, "I ate no pleasant bread." So he ate. He ate, but he didn't eat no. Yeah. Stuff. He ate. He ate, but he didn't eat any pleasant bread. He didn't have no Twinkies, Oreos. Oh dear God, Oreos. Um, <laughs> and a big old glass. Chocolate, of chocolate. You know. But he ate, but he didn't eat no pleasant bread. See, people get caught up and say, "Well, I'm on a third. I've, I've been on a 60-day fast." Well, you got your reward. You told everybody what you was doing. The Bible says that when you fast, you're supposed to anoint yourself. You're supposed to make it a secret between you and God. Yeah. No, Come on now. It it's the same time. way Same way when Jesus talked about the publican and the, and the uh, Pharisee, when the Pharisee was standing there making that long prayer and be seen. And he said, what did they say about the, the Samaritan? He said, oh, the Samaritan says, Lord, have mercy on me. Who was more justified? Remember, Jesus asked that question. Wasn't the Pharisee that made the long-winded prayer? He got his reward. It was the Samaritan that said, "Have mercy on me, God." Look at the two men that was crucified with with Jesus. The one was saying, "Well, if you're the Son of God, call all these angels down." The other guy said, "Shut up, man. We deserve to be here." Who went to paradise? The one that. Ask Jesus to remember him when his kingdom come. Come on now. But see, let's go hurry up here, dear God. Verse 10, Megan, 10 through 13. Remember, we're talking about dealing with strongholds.
1: Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. There he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. Because, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia.
0: Do you see? First of all, that the angel was not sent from heaven to Daniel with a message until Daniel prayed. Yeah. Do you also see that it says that the first day Daniel set himself to pray, God heard his answer. Yeah. God heard his prayer and he sent him a messenger to send him the answer. See God sent the answer on the first day. But the answer was 21 days in getting there. See we got principalities. There's three worlds that you got to realize that we live in. You have the first world is where our atmosphere is above us here on the earth. The second heaven as the Bible says is uh is up in the uh up where the stars and the and the planets are. The third heaven is oh, well. where God's throne is.
1: Hello.
0: You know, so this is
1: Dave.
0: So but but answer was took twenty one days to get the answer. Uh,
1: we're going over Bible study. So
0: so like I said, so for twenty one days Daniel was had to stand. Let me throw something in here, give you a little bit of help. Do you know God will out outlast the devil? He'll, his patience will outlast the devil. The devil will get tired. Mm-hmm. Did you ever notice God's long-suffering and patient? Yeah. And so Everybody thinks that it should be done him. here, but God says, oh, we'll just wait the devil out. We'll make sure he plays all of his cards. Come on now. Amen. Amen. God, you have us free of charge. <laughs> Sometimes when we pray, the answer doesn't get through instantly. Sometimes when we pray, it's our prayers are heard by God the Father. But there our prayers to be answered doesn't come as fast as it should be. You know, this is where you have to stand. Remember Jesus yeah. said, stand and stand therefore. Paul said, stand and stand therefore. Hold on to your confession of your faith. This is what it's talking about. This is what you got to deal with. you got to realize your battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness that are behind these people that is is attacking you. Stand up. Listen, you have authority, not over that person, but you have authority over that demon, whether it manifests in your presence or not. Come on now. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, you have every authority to keep the devil from coming into your house. I'm talking about your physical body. You have that authority. Come on now. You have authority when you go to pray and you get in the presence of God. And you put yourself on your face before God. And you say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Right then and there, you're in the presence of God. Well, if we sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that means the devil has no permission to look at the bottom of our feet. Come on, Christians. Rise up. Stand up. You got a voice. And God gave you a voice to use. Start telling them principalities and powers. You shall not and will not cross this bloodline. You will not come. For me and my house shall serve the Lord. Lord. Come on now, start finding scripture. I will fear not, nor will I be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is my strength and my high tower. Come on now. See, that doesn't mean God doesn't hear. It means to us that he hasn't sent the answer. Verse 13 explains the reason why. The prince of Persia. Ain't talking about a real prince. As human it's talking about the prince of Persia, which is behind the king of Persia, which is the principality and the power. Come on now, do you see that? The Bible's not talking about a physical person here. An angel is not a physical being; he's a spiritual being. In other words, there were was on earth an earthly kingdom with the prince of Persia heading it up. But right along above the heavenlies was the spiritual kingdom. In the kingdom was the prince of Persia who really dominated or governed the Persians. He didn't want an angel to get through with the answer. So he's going to stop. He's going to battle in the heavenlies. And like I said, there's three heavens that the Bible talks about. God's throne, which is the third heaven, the heavens of heaven's. The second heaven is is where the stars and the planets are. That would be the spiritual principalities in high places. Come on now, yep. and then you got the the first heaven, which is the atmosphere. That's where that's where the rulers of darkness of this world live. Come on now. See right a uh, right uh, right above it in the heavenlies was a spiritual kingdom. In the kingdom was the Prince of the Persian who really dominated the, the government of Persia, he didn't want the angel to get through to answer prayers. The angel brought concerning Israel was that the Mese and Persian kingdom would be dissolved, and the Gre- Greco kingdom or Greek kingdom would come, and finally the Roman kingdom would come and rule over Jerusalem. That's why it was so important that Daniel got that information. But the but the but the devil tried to stop that from happening. Come on now, look at Daniel ten twenty, ten verse twenty. Let's look at what the angel said when he left. Daniel ten verse twenty. Megan.
1: Then he said, "Do you know why I have come to you, and now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia?" And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come.
0: Do you see? That's why the angel of the Lord came to Daniel. That's why the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness of this world. And the spiritual witness in heavenly places. See, the spiritual witness in heavenly places has already been taken care of. Jesus dethroned the throne down. We got to deal with the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness of this world. That's what Ephesians six twelve 12 says. Amen. Remember I said okay. there's three heaven, heaven of God's throne, heaven's where the plant and stars are. And number three, the heaven is the atmospheric heaven. See, in the unseen world, Satan has the authority. Come on now, I'm talking, he has authority. But somebody greater than him came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, Jesus said, how can a man, how can a strong man, how can a man enter a strong man's house? if first he binds a strong man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It means takes, <laughs> takes away his weaponry. Remember, Jesus said that the devil goes around about. Remember, Peter said, G, said that he, him he, him he, he goes around like a roaring lion. He might look like a lion, but he has not have no teeth. Jesus busted him out. He took his weapons from him. The devil, everybody has made it all powerful. It's like this coronavirus. Everybody's made this coronavirus so huge. That's why it's taken so long for it to get rid of. That coronavirus should have been stopped the first day that you heard about it. It should have been stopped right then and there. But you allowed the the rulers of darkness of this world to bring the strong man in there. You guys spent all your time battling the coronavirus. And the whole time God was trying to tell you through his prophets, through his watchmen, through his people, even sent a donkey to some of us. Mm-hmm. Come on now. You know what I mean by a donkey, don't you? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, kind of, kind of said, saying he's coming in the back door. Guess what, we, guess what the strong man is now that's controlling the coronavirus? Did anybody want to know? Or did anybody know? Fear. 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 Mm -hmm. fear and lying, they're twins. You go to a doctor and the doctor says, you have cancer. The first thing that comes, your body experiences what? Fear. 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 The second thing is, what am I going to do? All of a sudden you start confessing out of your mouth the lie of fear that brought to you because you're going contrary to God's word. Mm -hmm. I shall not die to live, declare the glory of the Lord. Oh, you got cancer. I remember when they told me that and told me I had a month and a half left to live. I looked that doctor in the eye and I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't know how big my God is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said, come August 2nd, I will stand in your office completely healed, whole and well. If God can do it for somebody that was lost and blinded and on his way to hell like I was, don't tell me he wouldn't do that for his children. Come on now. But we've allowed that strong man to come in. Now it's feeding that. You're taking authority of the coronavirus. It's the devil sitting back laughing. going, Go ahead. I'll just bring another coronavirus demon up. You got to take control of the strong man. You got to find out who the strong man is. And you don't get that by twiddle twinkle in your little thumb saying twinkle twinkle little star. How I wonder what we are. It takes where you have to get into some deep intercession and get close to God. And all of a sudden you start hearing God's heartbeat. Come on now. But that's 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 what that's why the coronavirus is going as rampant as it is. It's because we have allowed it. We fed it. Fear. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Don't get around people that have negative attitudes that are always talking down disbelief. Because it'll affect you. Mm-hmm. Come on now, it you need does. to get when you're sick in your body. You need to find people, man, that know how to get a hold of God. Lift you up. Come on now, that's going to give you scripture saying, "Yeah, but the God's word says this." I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what facts says. I don't care what facts, my body says. facts does not, facts will not, will not over triumph God's word. I don't care how much facts there is. God's word is final authority. Yeah. When we first get into trouble, what's the first thing you think of? Do you think, what does God's word say? Or do you think, oh dear God, how are we going to handle this? Oh, dear
1: God, how are we going to handle this? That's right. That's how all, <laughs> that's how all of the majority of
0: body of Christ did. When the coronavirus came up and they started hearing all the propaganda like of the word. lies being spewed. What was the first thing that you hear church, born again church spirit-filled tongue-talking church-going christians saying
1: oh no what are we gonna do
0: yeah oh well, dear god man this is bad oh dear god look at there all these people dying and instead of what did god's words say mm-hmm. how many times have you heard me say don't take my opinion don't take my word you study prove me wrong don't take anybody. Think for yourself. Study for yourself. Fine. But I said, find scriptures. Put them on the refrigerator. Dealing with. And I was trying to get you guys prepared back then when I was talking about words and about confession, about writing scriptures down. I got a book right here that's full of the word of God that I confess every day. Financial needs, wisdom, strength, worry, fear. I confess God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. I will not fear what the enemy shall do, because I know that my God sits on the throne. He's high and lifted up. That's the God I serve. When the coronavirus came out, you know the first thing I thought of? What's God's word say about this, and how are we going to defeat it? I ain't blowing the pipe of myself. I failed, man, miserably. But I'm talking to the body of Christ here today. And I'm trying to encourage you. You've got knocked down. You've been given a standing eight count. They're getting ready to to call it quits. Don't quit. Rise up. Stand up. Speak up. You're a child of the living God. Grab that devil by by his throat, man, and tell him you will not and you shall not. You will not I resist you, the Bible says, if I resist you, you must flee. Come on now, I will give no place to the devil. Come on now, I'm great. greater is he that's in me than he th- than all the sickness that is in this world. greater is the healing power of God that's inside my body than all the sickness that is in the world. Come on now, Romans eight two says that the spirit of 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 life of Jesus Christ. Makes me dominion over the spirit of sin and death. I have the life force and the life nature of God. I am part of the branch. He is the vine. I'm engrafted in him. His life force flows through me. Because I'm the branch. Come on now. What am I doing? I'm telling the devil who I am. What I am. My cup runneth over. My tree is planted by the rivers of living water. My roots are growing and being coming strong. My leaf will not wield it up in the time of drought or the time of famine, but it will prosper. Why? Because, see, I have given. It is given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Come on. That's what I want you guys to start thinking about. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you need to rise the standard by the Spirit of God inside you. Rise that standard up and say, "Ah, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Right. Come on now. God hastens to perform his word. My steps are ordered by God. Come on. He delights in my ways. Come on now. Amen. I will not fear when I pass through the waters. They will not overcome me, nor will the flames burn me. Nor overcake me. Come Jesus on. The Bible <clears throat> so so I'm trying to tell you here, start speaking of God's word. Quit quit lining up with the devil and saying what the devil's doing. Start lining up and telling people what God's doing. Stand up, people. Get out, out of your house. Quit allowing fear to stomp you. Come on now, dear God. Hallelujah. See, Satan set up his kingdom here on earth in a spiritual realm when Adam sold us out. He set up the powers, principalities, and the rulers of darkness of this world that we that we have to deal with. And it is, it is there where we wrestle in making intercession. I don't know if you've ever wrestled before. I used to wrestle when I was a kid. From the time I was four years of age until I got into my high school years, I wrestled. Come here. My brother was a fantastic wrestler. But I wrestled. And let me tell you something. When you're out there wrestling, you don't have time to take time off. You're in a struggle yeah. to that buzzer. Guess what? When you're interceding, you are taking the place of that other person. That's what intercession means. Meaning you're battling that devil from taking that person to hell. We're taking that nation to hell. And it's not going to be an easy fight. But I'm going to tell you. You've already won. Because of what Jesus Christ has done. But you're going to still have to wrestle. You're still going to have to stand. I'm not talking about physically taking barren arms and shooting people. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about spiritually. you got to stand up in your rights and privileges of Jesus Christ. And you're going to have to stand. And you're going to have to fight against those principalities. that are going to try to come in and steal from you. You wouldn't want them to steal your husband. Wouldn't want them to steal your wife, your children, your mom, your dad. Come on now. You're going to stand there and you're going to do everything you can to stop that from happening, wouldn't you? Yep. So you're going to stand there and you're going to wrestle. Meaning you're in combat with that person. But listen, you're not in combat with the person in the flesh. You're in combat with the demon that's behind that person. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God of pulling down stronghold. Cast down all imagination, every I, I think it all self against the knowledge of God, taking it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians ten three through five. Come on now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to take the shield of faith, and quench every fire darts of the wicked. You're going to have to take the helmet of salvation, which is having your mind renewed with the word of God and the blood of Christ going through your mind and plant it, fasten it on your head. You're going to have to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace because you're going to want to punch them in the head. (laughs) Come on now. Woe is me. Amen. Plus you got the greatest sword that's ever given to the earth. This two-edged sword.
1: The B-I-B-L-E.
0: The Bible. That's why I say we need to start dusting the Bible off and start reading it. Come on now. Amen. See, the scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it, but we but we do have to wrestle. As Christians, we simply have to stand our ground. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up.
1: Mm-hmm. Speak up. Mm-hmm.
0: We've allowed these people to run our lives too long. We've allowed the world to infiltrate the church instead of the church infiltrating the world. Let me tell you people something church family. We are not part of this world. Quit trying to bring all your and and dominion down here to where you think, oh I'm going to build a big house and everything. You wasn't called to build a big house. You're called to be kingdom minded and build yeah. God's house. Come on now, you don't need a big church. You need to build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Start becoming kingdom minded. We're just pilgrims. We're mm-hmm. passing through. We're aliens in this nation mm-hmm. of this world. Come on now. We ain't we are we are of the we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Why are we constantly always bowing down to what they're saying? You know, it's time for us to quit allowing them to come into our church and tell us what to do. It's time for us to stand up and speak up and say, no, we're going to tell you what God says. And this is what God says is going to be done. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Come on now, do you understand what I'm saying? People got so caught up on a building. Do you ever think maybe the reason why you haven't gone back to a church building, do you ever think maybe that's God? trying to tell, teach you guys something and show you you are the church it's not a building
1: mm-hmm.
0: quit putting Ichabod that's what that is building are Ichabob, God's where it says God's glory is left and allow the Shekinah glory of God which is the body of Christ which you are you are the temple of the spirit of God and allow his glory to shine through you everybody knows what Isaiah 61 says right Come on now. Let me, let me, I have a rope down shine, here. shine for the light
1: has come. Mm-hmm. Yep, that one.
0: I, I wrote it down here. If I can find it. This here it says Arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, I declare and shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Hallelujah. Do you know I confess that? I say I believe and I confess and I declare and I proclaim this over my life. And over the people that you've given me, God. In this ministry that you've given me, your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen and is shining upon us. Glory to God. This is God's finest hour. Not man's finest hour, God. No man will get God's glory. God's bringing them from the hills and the back bushes under underground. He's bringing them from, from the wilderness to the dry places. He's calling those people out so that they will come and they're the ones that are going to give God all the glory because he's tired of man taking his glory. Listen to me, church. Listen to me, pastors. Listen to me, evangelists, prophets, apostles, teachers, praise and worship leaders. You've taken God's glory for too long. And God says, it's time for me to bring them out of the out of the woodwork and out of the back bushes. And I'm going to promote them and put them in places where you should have been, but you would not heed nor hear what thus saith the Lord. Come on now. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Okay. Isaiah 61 and 2 is what the verse I quoted. Oh,
1: There we go. We were trying to find it. Like,
0: <coughs> Listen. The first. Hallelujah. So why did this happen? You hear a lot of people say, why did this happen to me? Why did I get the coronavirus and someone else didn't get the coronavirus? Some people act like they are the only ones things happen to. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but guess what? The devil's after all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. devil will throw every, everyone a roadblock he can in your Christian way of life. When you lead somebody Lord, you better tell them they ain't going to float down the bed a fiery bed of rows of ease. They better be prepared to fight. Every day for the rest of the remaining life, the devil is going to lot. Why did somebody's baby be taken? Why did this person have to die so young? Why did why did my marriage crumble? Why did why did my son go into homosexuality? Why is my daughter a lesbian? You're going to have all these things that are going to be buffeting you. Come on now, but God's grace is sufficient. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Instead of spending all your time trying to figure out why certain things happen, stand up. Look the devil right in the eye and say, Mr. Devil, I believe God and that it it shall be even as he told me in his word. That's
1: right. Amen. Amen.
0: You are not going to dominate me. You will not put me under bondage. You will not steal my joy. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength, Nehemiah 8:10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We need to get the garment of praise back on people and start praising God. Well, the coronavirus scare—it doesn't matter. I still praise God because the glory of God has risen and shined, and wherever He shines, no sin, nor disease, nor death can stand in the presence of the Almighty God. Amen. Let His light shine. Quit putting your light underneath a bushel. Let it shine. You are the you are the candle on the mountain, on the hill that's shining down in the valley. Tell these people, I'm standing up because I want you to know that Jesus Christ is still alive today. Yes. Glory to God. And he's here today to set you free. Glory oh, yeah. to God. I'm going to preach myself. Huh? <laughs> Remember what Ephesians four twenty seven says: If you resist the devil, or it says you give no place to the devil, and the devil, devil cannot have any place with you. You have to, you have to say, devil, I'm not giving you any place. Amen. When sin knocks at your door, trials and tribulation knocks at your door. Instead of you going and answering the door, or me sending Megan to answer the door, or calling one eight hundred, I mean prayer line to, 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 to answer the door. Why don't we start sending our faith to go answer the door?
1: Amen.
0: Come on now. Start to look, open that door up and allow the devil to see faith. Or put it this way, how about if we just have the devil get, when he gets close to our property, he sees the blood. Mm-hmm. That blood is still as powerful as the day that it flowed through Emmanuel's vein. Almost 3,000 years ago. That blood is still powerful. You need to make a sign that says, "I you shall not and will not cross this line. You tried to take my family member. I refused to allow you to even get a second foot in there, devil. Mm-hmm. I put stationed angels on all four corners of my property. I have warring angels that are out there battling you, devil, that's making the way and making the crooked path straight. Amen. Come on I Isn't that what God's word says? yeah yep. See, the devil will take a place in you if you will let him. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: right. yep. But you can have authority over him. Look at Ezekiel. Hurry up! I'm, I'm 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 closing. Ezekiel, I'm trying to teach you. How about the strongholds? The strong man. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 28. You got to get realized when you go into him, the strong man's house. You got to first bind the strong man. Well, Jesus did that for you and me. The church. Didn't He tell Peter, "Upon this rock I shall build my church"? in the gates of hell by might just might prevail against us. He, he said, shall. shall not prevail against us, meaning that meaning the devil cannot prevail against the church, which is Jesus Christ, because we are his body. He is the head. Take your head off your body once and see if your body can function without your head. Mm-hmm. Take your Take your body away from your head and see if your head can function without your body. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, Well, Jesus, I need Jesus more than Jesus needs me. No, not, that's not true. Jesus needs you just as much as you need him. Because you're his body. You you he, you're his hands. He can't come down here physically put his hands on you. Come on now. You're his eyes, his mm-hmm. mouthpiece, his ears, his his breathing, his nose. We're his body. Take your head off, put it on your chair once, and then have your body walk out the door. Wouldn't wouldn't look too good, would it? Same way, you can't take your head and say, "Go ahead, yeah, I'm gonna sit here," but you go ahead and get in the car. Go home. <laughs> you your head away. ain't gonna ain't gonna go too far if it least out uh, without the body. It's gonna die, right? Uh-huh. If we don't stay hooked up with Jesus Christ, we're gonna die. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Your body can't function without vital organs and, and stuff. You need to study that. How Paul used the reference of the human body as reference to everybody that's put in the place of the kingdom of God. You can't go without one another. We can't make it without one another. We need people to intercede for us. You came into the body of Christ because somebody interceded for you years ago. Some of the things that are happening right now, that's happening spiritually speaking, that the revivals and stuff take place. People prayed hundreds of years ago for this. Come on now. Ezekiel 28, verse 1 and 2. You there? You there, Megan? Verse 1 and 2.
1: The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Son of man, say to the Prince of Tyre, thus says the Lord God. Verse 2. Oh, because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am a God, I sit in the seat of gods in the midst of the seas. Yet you are a man and not a God, though you set your heart as a heart of a God.
0: Do you see the prince of Tyrus referred here to as a man? For he said, yet yet thou art a man. Look at uh, verse 28, 11. Okay. We're talking talking the Prince of Taurus Taurus in in Ezekiel 28. The first couple verses or first 10 verses is talking about a man. A physical man. Okay. Now verse 11 through 17. And I ain't there but let me see your Bible once. Verse, Verse 11 says... Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Thou sealest up the sum of full wisdom, perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Well, we know that there's only been three people that was in the garden of Eden. Adam, Eve, and Satan. And Satan. So who's he talking to here? Satan. Yes. He's talking to the principality, the rulers, the kingdom of darkness, the strong man that was controlling. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you look, he talks about how that in verse 14 says, our anointed cherub covered thee and set thou up and, you know, went through verse 15 says that was perfect in all that. The days that thou was created till a is found in thee by the multitude of thy merchandise had filled thee in the sin thereof, and if you read it, you'll find out that it's talking about the devil you know see that was the power that was opposing the the strongholds the prince of of Persia or tyrus was 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 a man. the king was the prince of power or was the strong man. remember we're talking about dealing with strong man he was a strong man, so what would you take authority of?
1: The
0: king. Yeah, the strong man. And so we know what the strong man was. We know that it was an evil force. You know, not all infirmities is a a sickness. Come on now, say amen. Yeah, that's right. Infirmity also means weakness. But when you have a sickness in your body, when you find out what that sickness is, isn't it easier to fight? Mm Mm-hmm. Come on now. That means you ain't swinging in blindly. No. That's why it's so important when you're interceding to stay tuned with the Spirit and ask the Holy Ghost to help you because he'll pray the perfect will of the Father. And as you're praying, that's why Paul said you can interpret your own tongues is so that you can interpret it so that you can find out and God will give you the revelation of who the strong man is so that you can take authority of that strong man. We as the body of Christ missed it. Let's don't miss it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Come on now. I'm trying to help you here. This is where prayer comes in. Remember we sat, talked about 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says our weapon or warfare are not carnal but mighty through God, pulling down strongholds. <coughs> Excuse me. Do you see that if if we stand against and we stand our ground, listen, that doesn't mean you stand up and be quiet. And I've had people, God oh bless her, darling her, tell me, well, you know, Jesus never spoke back when he was he was being accused and beaten, whipped. There's a comes a time that you need to be, you need to keep your tongue. As James says, you know, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Amen? Mm-hmm. But Jesus showed anger, walked into the temple. I'm
1: up through all the tables.
0: Yeah, because you've made my house a house of den, and it's supposed to be a house of prayer come on now we need to get back to the house of prayer church mm-hmm. but you know did you ever ask yourself the question why did jesus say to the disciples you know be as wise as a serpent but gentle as doves? Yeah. but you know if you study serpents and throughout the bible what serpents represent always represented the devil should be as wise as the devil? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear God! Well, we ain't going that. No. You it see, seems sarcastic. do you see? Do you see? Do you see that if we if we are if we're supposed to be as wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove, then we need to realize we need to be on our guard. Listen, the devil doesn't take a day off. No. How many mm-hmm. has ever seen that commercial where that dad goes in and says? Says I, I can't come to work today, I'm sick, and there you know, are little kids in their crib. And it says <laughs> parent can't like take a day off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't t- I I get a chalk every time I see that. Because it's the truth. As a parent, you don't get a day off. Do you realize the devil doesn't take any holidays? He yep. don't take no time off. He doesn't get sleepy or tired. Come on now. He, he is constantly battling you. He's constantly throwing darts at you. He's constantly trying to get you to think on things that are not true. Yeah. Because if he can get you to think it, you're going to speak it. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Whatever a man, remember Jesus said, whatever a man thinketh, that's what he shall speak.
1: Uh-huh.
0: If you think that you're a failure, guess what's going to come out of your mouth?
1: You're a, failure. you're a failure.
0: Well, my parents didn't have much. Well, that was your parents. That ain't you. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear God. Do you see? He's going to bombard you with thoughts. He's going to bring trials and tribulations into you when you least expect it. He's going to knock you off of your high plateau where you're just glorifying God. That everything's all peachy and glory and oh i know jesus oh i'm just so thankful mm-hmm. jesus is coming then bang something will come and smack you right in the mouth as i call it to a young boy that i have been talking to i said what are you going to do when life comes up and smacks you in the mouth
1: can't turn to me and they fail you
0: <laughs> where does it ever oh, say in god's word <laughs> that the government's supposed to take care of you <laughs> Why is it that everybody's running to the government for the answer? Listen, that government's going to turn their back on you and stab you, sell you out, sacrifice you quicker than you can say your name.
1: Amen.
0: You know, you need to get hooked up with somebody that will never leave you nor forsake you, and that is Jesus Christ. God the Father loves you. God the Son loves you. God the Holy Ghost loves you. They will never take you into arms way they'll never have you be where you can be killed or destroyed they'll do everything in their power to stop that from happening come on now say amen, amen. come on now quit relying on the government get a hold of this strong man let's let me hurry up here real quick glory to god see that's where prayer comes at many times we blame things on people when there is powers behind the situation Listen. Don't be blaming the person. Those people are are being influenced by the demon. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something that that is really. I told. I was talking to Megan about this the other day. That really give me couple, just give me five more minutes. Uh, that really bothered me. You know. You know when you when you are a, a drug addict or an alcoholic like I was, an alcoholic. You know, you can go to all the counseling sessions you want to go. You can take all the medication that can be prescribed to you. You are putting a band-aid over a spiritual condition. You gotta take authority of that demon, or Jesus Christ completely delivers you like he did me when he walked in that mood, or walked in that motel, walked <laughs> into that hospital room and set me free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's the best way. Lord mm-hmm. of God. But listen. No matter what you're bad on, no matter what you're dealing with. You have to ask yourself this question. Is this a spiritual thing or a natural thing? Now, if it's a natural thing, you you can't take authority of it. It means you got to crucify your flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, I got gluttony. I like how that one woman said to Brother Copeland, I have the spirit of gluttony. And Brother Copeland said, no, you don't. You have the problem is it's right underneath your nose. It's your mouth. You open it up and you insert food in it. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Unfortunately, listen
0: but if you got a spiritual problem listen no ma- medication or counseling in the world is going to help you it'll put a band-aid over it for a while but when god sets you free you're free indeed amen, amen. so you got to deal with the strong man i deal with alcohol people all the time they always tell me Oh, I control the alcohol. Yeah. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because I'm going to tell you something. The first day you opened up that bottle, listen, us alcoholics, we didn't d- just wake up one day and say, well, I think I'm going to be an alcoholic today. <laughs> no. You know, it's like a drug addict. Well, I think I'm going to be a drug addict today. Now, of course, when you're an alcoholic and a drug addict, you will say, I'm a professional addict. <laughs> I was good at saying that, too. But, you know, but as soon as you open that bottle up and put it to your lips, I don't care if it was a sip and you had it 20 years ago. That door is still open. Mm-hmm. The day, I remember all the times I used to cry out in my drunken stupor. Saying, God, I don't want to do this no more. I hate this, but I couldn't give it up. I had to drink at five o'clock in the morning to steady my hands. So I could I, I could weld, you know. I had to drink throughout the day just so that my body would go in convulsions if I didn't. I'm not ridiculing or anybody that's out there dealing with it. I'm telling you from a person that experienced it. But, you know, that demon will sit there, and the day you try to quit, that demon will rise up and say, boy, you've never controlled me. I've always controlled you. And that's where you're going to have to stand. Listen to me, church. You're going to have to stand, and you're going to have to resist the devil. Is it an easy fight? Oh, dear God, no. But it's worthwhile you know even when that even when my body craves it because my body still craves it it's been a long time since i drank but my body still craves it that's where i have to crucify my flesh mortify my flesh you know jesus said crucify paul said mortify that's where we get the word mortician from but you see you got to do something about that Just like you got to do something about it spiritually. See, Jesus done everything he's going to do when he died and was buried and resurrected from the dead. He defeated the devil and the demons. But you still have your part to play. You got to fight the good fight of faith, meaning you got to stand your ground. You got to stand on the word of God. You got to tell the devil, I refuse. Come on now. But if, you, if you're if dealing with something in your body, listen, you got to ask yourself, is this a physical problem or is this a spiritual problem? Because, see, if it's a physical problem, you can go get medication and stuff to help you. And it will help it. It's like cutting your cutting your hand. You put a Band-Aid on it. After a while, that will help your skin will grow back because God made your body to, you know, close yeah. the wound up yeah. and stuff and everything. Don't ask me. I ain't no doctor. I ain't trying to be one. Megan would probably be able to answer this by name. <laughs> but if it's a spiritual thing, then you gotta stand your ground. You wanna know why a lot of people don't stay healed to go to like a Benny Hinn Crusade or you know FF F. Bosworth back in the day when he was their guy who wrote Christ the Healer, um, you know, Charles or Charles Wesley or Charles Finney, um Dowie. You know, Alexander died. That's who I was thinking about last week. Alexander died. It's because, you know, when you get supernaturally healed, you don't know what it's like to stand. And listen, the devil's going to come back, and he might not bring the same sim- sickness back or the same symptoms, but he's going to bring something similar to it. And you're going to say, bend over to pick something up, and all of a sudden, let's say you got healed of back problems. And you bend over to pick something up, and you get a kink in your back, and you say, oh, Man, I must not have gotten my healing. Guess what happened? Yes.
1: You just lost it.
0: You just lost your healing. Why doesn't God heal? That was the biggest question you'll hear a lot of people say. Well, you know, God, God's healing doesn't last forever. Yes, it does as long as you stay in the word. As long as you still stand on the word. Because you're every one of us, we go through trials and tribulations. Did you ever know some of them? Or like, it's like it's repeating itself. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing new under the sun, so the devil can't do something new for you here. But you ever notice you you go through and it seems like the same thing? Do you ever notice that God's trying to tell you, you know, stand. Get up off of your duff. Stand up. Open your mouth and start speaking what God's word says. If you're going to speak your own words, you better be able to back it up. Come on now. Start speaking God's word. Because he'll back it up for you. Because God said, my word will go out and will not return to me void. But accomplish that which I set it forth to do. You are God's mouthpiece. So whatever word you put. Let me close here real quick. Hallelujah. Daniel 10. You write these down. Remember we read 10 through 13. or 10, Chapter 10 verse 13 and 14. It says, but the prince of the king of Persia withstood me 21 days. But, lo, Michael, the chief prince, came to help me. And I remained with, there with the king of Persia. Now I come, un, come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is yet for many days. Amen. The key was Daniel. He was He was the man who brought things to pass. Through preserving prayer. None of this stuff would have. Would have ever. He would None of the children of Israel. Would have never knew. What was going to take place. If it wouldn't have been for Daniel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Praying and interceding. Come on now say amen. 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 It's true anyhow. Do you realize. That there's things that are coming down the road. That we have the opportunity. To divert this but we need to pray we need to intercede one last scripture I, I want to give you is in jeremiah 33 verse 3 it says call unto me and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things without thou knowest not
1: what was it jeremiah
0: 33 3 let me tell you something you want to know what's going to take place start asking god god will tell you god will show you God said he wouldn't keep anything from you. Remember, the Holy Spirit's there to teach you and guide you and direct you and bring all things. God doesn't want you to be left in the dark when things are happening. Mm -hmm. So I hope I helped you, church. I hope I helped you to realize that if you take authority of the strong man, and listen, sometimes the strong man, you'll know instantly. There's other times you might have to pray and intercede for a while. But if you stay long enough, God will show you who the strong man is. And I'm telling you, you get a hold of that strong man, get him taken down. You know, there's a spirit over the state of Pennsylvania, the Quakers, Quaker spirit. And there's a strong man that still is, is hidden in the shadows, but God's bringing it to, bring it, revealing it. Great men and women of God have seen glimpses and pieces of it. I remember David Wilkerson. I mean, I can't believe he wasn't from where I'm sitting he he was only forty minutes from where I'm sitting. He grew up in Fellipsburg, Pennsylvania, you know, and uh, but they've all seen glimpses on pieces of that straw man like oh god let's let's get the full glimpse of it and get get rid of it.
1: Mm-hmm. We know
0: it's a Quaker type spirit, religious type demon <laughs> we know them demons have to bow, and I'm what I'm saying is I'm not saying that. You have to battle and you go put on your fatigues and and everything. What I'm saying is you stand and battle in the spiritual, the wrestle in the spiritual. You don't need to know the strong man for everything. But it's a lot easier to battle when you take authority of the strong man. Come on now. Mm -hmm. And remember, listen very, very carefully with this. Remember, the Bible says that the strong man, when he's cast out, He'll leave and go to the dry places. He'll seek and find what he, you know, place where he can find rest. And he said, "I'll go back to the same house I was cast out of." Remember, he said he'll bring yeah. seven demons worse than what he was, worse than him. So that means that person will be eight times more demons. So if you're going to deal with the devil, be prepared. You're going to have to outlast the devil. And God's very patient.
1: hmm
0: Come on now. You know, some demons are easy to get out of people. And then there's some other demons, it's hard. And like I said, you better be prepared. There's Sometimes it might take you days. But you got to stand your ground believing that when you spoke to that demon, that demon had to listen because you are the voice of God. Don't be like the seven sons of Sneeve. Amen. Amen. Did I help you?
1: Okay. Glory to
0: God. Well, if anybody out there does not know Jesus Christ, today is the day. That you can accept him if you would go home tonight and lay your head down on the pillow and your heart would stop would you know where you'd be going if you would die I want to have you let you know that Jesus Christ loves you and he's there for you and if there's any one that will accept Jesus Christ he'll he'll come in and sub with you the Bible says that you'd open a door he'd come in and sub with you if you confess with your mouth that you need Jesus Confess with your with your mouth and what you believe in your heart. You'll be saved. Well, I want to have the opportunity to lead you here to, to know Jesus Christ. Just c- cry out, Lord Jesus, I need you. I confess that I'm a sinner. And I confess that I've sinned. And I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you that I'm forgiven. I thank you that I'm redeemed. And I believe that I have. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, please write to us. Let us know. Go find somebody. Tell them you just gave your life to Christ. Remember the angels of heaven are rejoicing with you. And we're rejoicing with you. And find yourself a good Bible-based church. Somebody that will teach you the true word of God. Not a watered-down gospel, but a true gospel. And I look forward to hearing from you. May God richly bless you. Now, church family, let's pray. Glory to God, we thank you that in Jesus' name, the Father, that you're a good God and a faithful God. Father, we thank you, that God, that we've been redeemed and we've been set free. We thank you, that God, that the coronavirus no longer has authority nor rules and reigns in this world or in this nation. Father, we thank you, that God, from the highest level to the lowest level, person father has fallen in repentance and we're so thankful that god for the spirit of repentance father we thank you that god that you're sweeping throughout the great lands of this world with repentance oh god we thank you that god that we're like the like the the one samaritan that can couldn't even lift his head and just said have mercy on us god oh father we're just so grateful Lord, we thank you that God that you will always be the one that gets the glory and the honor and the praise. We are so grateful, Father, that Lord, that Father, that you've called us out of the out of the fiery pits of hell, cleaned us up, and sanctified us to be your vessel for honor for this hour and for this day. We give you all the glory. We thank you so very, very much for everything that you do, everything that you have have spoken we thank you that you're bringing to pass and we just thank you that god that we see our brothers and sisters all together out there doing great things for the kingdom of god we thank you that god that father that we're going to see father that those false witnesses and those false uh prophets and teachers and pastors be revealed we thank you for it father and it's in Jesus' name everybody say Amen. amen amen